everybody. Welcome to Mayor Studies, a podcast about John Mayer. I'm your host, Jill. And this is Lucas. Welcome to episode seven. This was a fan choice. It was a fan choice. I feel like I need to address first that Lucas's new goal in life is to make me start laughing every time we start the podcast. So I just need you to know that now when you hear me giggle. Yeah, and I'm seven for seven. If you go back and listen, I got you quoted to every single episode. Yes. <laughs> well, the first time we were both giggling. Yes. Yes, but, that's right. Okay. Anyways. Yes. So it's listening. But now choice. I'm like a professional podcaster. And oh, so are now, you? Now my joy is just to like <laughs> rattle you as much as possible right before I hit record. <laughs> Which is ironic considering I actually have a podcast that's uh, exactly. established. Well, that's why it's so fun because you're actually the podcasting pro. And so if I can throw you off your game, then you know I'm doing something right or very very wrong, wrong actually yeah. yeah yeah okay so it's listener choice week we were very excited that you guys well i was very excited you i was guys not chose <laughs> if i ever get around to living really long title by the way yeah it's a good title though um from born and raised mm-hmm. and i was so excited to get into it lucas had some issues with it this week so we'll find that out in a minute but before we do we'll open with john in the news i have a lot oh great awesome what's john been up to these days well he's still well Today, he's not on tour, but when I was collecting news, he was still on tour. So the first item is someone held up a makeshift sign, I guess, on their iPhone that said, like, room number, and then there were some numbers. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and so he read it, and then he started talking about how funny it was because he'd have to go to every hotel in the area. Yes, exactly. Knock on the door. They wouldn't be expecting him. He'd come in. It'd be awkward. It's very John Mayer. That's fun. You know, and so it was just fun to listen to. You could find it all over Instagram. Um, also, he wore a sleeveless shirt. Yeah, you sent me a picture. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> Under his 80s jacket vibe. And, and Instagram was pleased. Yeah, as, as they should be. He keeps himself in good shape. You good were for pleased him. too. That yeah, answered your was. question about how in shape he was. Yeah, I was really happy for him. Nothing will bring me more joy than my new ability to screenshot pictures of John Mayer to you. And then like you get as excited as I do, but in a different way. Right. Not for the same reasons, None but with the same level care. of intensity. Yeah, okay. thank you. Um, also, I think we're all pretty sad that the tour ended well last night when as when we're recording this, not mm-hmm. when you guys listen. Um, he wore a suit made out of... Um, I can't even ex- describe it. Well, it was like from one of the videos. I just can't remember which one right now. Was it Wild Blue? I was think it shot so. in the dark? No. I don't know. I'm embarrassed that I don't know because I host this podcast. But it wasn't my favorite outfit. Okay. But I see what he's doing there. Yeah, he was doing a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. A very John thing to do. I guess it's not surprising John does John things. Um, so I'm just going to miss the tour because there's like so much constant content. contact. Yeah. Contact. That's a software program. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> constant content. Um, although he is touring with Dead & Company, so we'll get some content. It's not the but same. But it's not. No, it's really not. No. This is not a Dead & Company podcast. But I just want to know if you think, because we were talking about this before, if he's mm. going to cut his hair now because... His hair went with his look and his vibe, and now he's going out with Dead & Company. It's hot, and it's summer. What do you think's going to happen, hair-wise? I, I don't think he's going to. Mm, I think he needs to. I think he might need to, man. So he Even posted, if it's not all the way. Yeah. He posted a, like, tour recap video, just like a reel. You know, right? that was not... That was, was fan-made. Oh, that was fan-made. Uh-huh. That wasn't him. Okay, mm-hmm. so there was a fan-made one that you sent to me. Mm-hmm. And his... I was in favor of his current hair earlier yes. in the our season, if you will. <laughs> When we did the poll and everything. But looking at it, about 85% of the time, it just looks bad. It's kind of messy. And it looks great 15% of the time. It always looks great when he runs his fingers through it, though. I like it when it's all pushed to the one side. I know. That reminds me of, like, the 1990s a lot. Well, that's what he's going for. 
Isn't it more 80s? It's the 80s, early 90s. Oh, okay. You're taking some liberties. And that's like the trend right now is the 90s, right? Yeah. So he's, yeah. He kind of predicted some things there because when he started Sob Rock, it wasn't the trend. Mm -hmm. And also, I just want to say this is a sign that you're finally old is when you are literally getting angry in a store because clothes you actually owned are for sale and young people are wearing them. Wow. That's how I Full knew circle. I am finally old. Anyways, yeah. Lucas, let's get into the song bio of the song that you do not get to choose. Right. Okay. So this is If I Ever Get Around to Living. It's on the Born and Raised album. This is the first song we've done off of the Born and Raised album. It is. That's yeah. right. I think I keep thinking we've done Walt and, Gra Walt and Raised. Well, Grace, but we haven't. We have I just woke yet. up, guys. So don't expect a lot We're from We're recording me. this very early in the morning. <laughs> no, it's uh, 8.21 at night. I just took a little nap. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is uh, after the Battle Studies album. Mm -hmm. Is He found out he had the first throat granuloma. Mm -hmm. And so this album was interrupted. He was almost done with it when the first throat issue popped up. So he didn't finish it. He actually wasn't able to tour in support of this album for right. a year because of his throat issues. And uh, so this was kind of marks the transition. Like if you're in the Dead & Co. areas, like a lot of people will look at this as his first step towards that style of music. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a different crew. It's not Pino on bass and Steve oh, Jordan on drums. Yeah. So this okay. is the beginning of Aaron Sterling on drums. And I, I think Aaron Sterling is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, and he's done a lot of stuff with him. Uh, and Sean Hurley on bass. And so it's a very different crew. And it's him, you know, kind of reaching for a more Americana vibe, mm -hmm. kind of leaving pop music behind. And especially, this is a great example of him writing a song that this is not a pop song. No, not even trying, yeah. Right. I and, mean, not trying to be a pop song. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's, he's putting effort into the song. Oh, for sure. But it, it wasn't meant to be, you know, a pop song. Yeah. So, uh, this was a, a weird album for him because he wasn't able to, like, go out live and support it. And he couldn't even, like, do like talk interviews, interviews and yeah. everything. So the album literally had to speak for itself. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people will pair this album, Born and Raised, with Paradise Valley mm -hmm. um, as sort of like the Montana or like Laurel Canyon, like yeah. just not the regular pop stuff and his gateway pathway into morphing into the guy who sings and plays guitar for Dead and Co. now. So. so I think the interesting question here is because we've discussed before, everyone thinks the majority of people think Continuum is his best album. Yeah. And I would argue that Born and Raised could be. And, and I think a lot of our listeners would agree with you. Yes, there does seem to be a movement for that. I'm just wondering if he had toured, if this would be the album mm. work. I think some people just don't even, not know about it, but aren't as familiar with it. So I wonder what his career would have looked like if he'd been in a different place. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Because I think this album is a lot less accessible than his earlier work. That's fair. Um, and that's kind of part of... The challenge I had with the song, which mm -hmm. we'll get to, but I think a lot of the songs on this record aren't as, for one, they're just not pop songs. Two, they're just not as instantly uh, accessible for a listener. Like I've listened to Born and Raised like a billion times before I liked it. Mm -hmm. I like it now. Yeah. You know, the songs grew on me, but you, I really had to work with them for yeah. them to grow on you. It wasn't an instant like, oh, this song's a banger. Yeah. You know, the club's gonna go up when this song comes on. <laughs> well, I think that's yeah. It's going to be hard to find on any of the albums. <laughs> okay, so let's discuss favorite or notable versions. I think mostly we're going to be talking about the album version, but I'm curious if you watched the Letterman version. I was going to bring that up. The nine, nine minutes? minutes? Yes. What was that? I mean, it was amazing, but was that on real TV? Because there's no way they'd let a musical... I mean, okay, I know it's on real TV, but you know how sometimes they do, a, like, they'll record... Um, 
a performance for the show. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, go to our YouTube to see an additional bonus performance. I mean, was the nine minutes on the television show? So that is actually a question I don't know the answer to. How dare you? But keeping in time with the fact that this was 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. I don't know that there was as much of a push towards YouTube content as there is now. Now it's ubiquitous, right? Now it's like, I feel like... Like, The Tonight Show exists solely to give YouTube content. On Instagram, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know that that was the case with The Letterman Show 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. But I I was equally shocked when I went looking for stuff. And I was like, how many songs did he do? That's what I thought. And then I was like, it's never going to end. This song just keeps going. And I loved how he had the bandana thing around. It looked like a necktie almost Mm -hmm. around his head. Like, there's such a hippie vibe. Like, the peace sign on his jacket. Yeah. Well, you can see there's definitely, he's morphing, you know, into the guy who does the Grateful Dead stuff. So, something I noticed about that performance. And now in hindsight, I'm realizing in all the almost almost all the performances I've seen live or on TV is that Tiffany Palmer and Carlos Ricketts, who are the backup the backup singers, singers. yeah, yes, they same were there. singers, yeah. I gotta say, if maybe I said this already, but if you could distract me from looking at John Mayer, <laughs> you're doing something right. You have something special, uh-huh. and those two have it. And I don't know if it's joy. I, 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 clearly, they're talented. I'm not mm. like confused about that. I don't know if it's joy or it's the dance moves. Or what it is, but I'm so drawn to the two of them, and I follow both of them on Instagram, and they're mm-hmm. the most lovely people. I'm just obsessed with them. So I was like, oh my god, they were there back in like 2013. Right. This is so exciting. And maybe that's what you pick up on. There's a, a charisma, a likability that yeah. comes through the screen. Yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with them. Now. Were you distracted by Aaron Sterling's gong drum on that video? No, Letterman like show? I said, pretty much I'm just going to be looking at John. Oh, okay. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, I was like, what the heck does he have that for? He didn't use it. Know. He didn't use it on the song. Why was it there? I don't know. He's like, if it had gone 10 minutes, I would have messed right. it out. <laughs> we got cut off at nine for a commercial break. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that was an extravagant version. Did you look at any other versions? Or? Well, so again, this is him starting to get into jamminess, like the more jam band stuff. Not, jam- not like, yeah, when you're jamming, we like, you know, but like more jam band stuff. Yeah. And so if you look at like, reddit there's a bunch of people who are like oh his guitar solo in little rock on may 19th was mm-hmm. the one you gotta hear and like, oh no no he did a four minutes you know oh wow so there is a lot of within the jam band community there's mm-hmm. a lot of love for this song in particular okay. okay and you could see in the letterman clip that's exactly what he did he took uh what is this a three minute song yes and made it nine minutes mm-hmm. because there was like a six minute solo in the middle of it mm-hmm. and then he had switched off his electric and put his acoustic on to finish the song and that's when i thought he was gonna oh i'm like oh he's gonna transition to another song yeah. this is cute and i'm like no we're still here in the same song <laughs> yeah yeah i enjoyed it though yeah it was great yeah. you know i mean long mm-hmm. you know i could live without a six minute solo but yeah i'm not a jam band guy which is part of my issue with this particular song i'm just a john yeah i'm fine yeah so Play there's guitar sing right do whatever host current mood i'm there for yeah. it <laughs> so while there may not be a ton of like live versions of this like from talk shows and stuff like that yeah within like the trading community and the bootlegging community this is a pretty popular song nice okay so let's get into song meaning in general and to us i'm gonna start with you because you had expressed so many issues with this not issues with the song, but issues preparing for the podcast. So walk me through that. Yeah, I always want to try and find an angle into a song. Like, how do I get into it? What is meaningful about the song for me? And this song was really resistant for me to get into it. And I finally like, just broke through today mm-hmm. by, instead, coincidentally, just like letting go. Okay. And saying like, you know what? Not every song is going to be for me. Yeah. And so my issues with this song... Let me preface this by saying, like, some element of music is 
always going to be subjective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do this thing. We talk about the songs and it's easy to ascribe value mm-hmm. to them in a way. We say, oh, this is good. This is bad. I like this. I don't like that. Yeah. And that's kind of what we do just in general as humans. But every single, if you think about this, every single thing that you've ever encountered that you've hated, whether it be a song or a food or something, mm-hmm. exists because somebody else loved it. Okay. So, like, just because it's, like, something that, like, oh, I I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say, like, I'm trying to say, like, John Mayer did a bad job. Or, like, I know better than you. John Mayer, right? I'm not, I'm not that ridiculous. Like, yeah. Um, so this is your carrot cake. Because I don't understand carrot cake. I love carrot cake. It's an oxymoron. Carrots, cake, no. 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 What are carrots doing a cake? It makes no sense. Making it delicious? No, okay. A different topic for another time. <laughs> All right. But I um, see what you're saying. Like, I can yeah. appreciate that other people want to eat that, but I think it's, like, a super, like, just not for me. Right. And so, for me, if some an artist that I was working with brought me the song, mm-hmm. I would say, hey, there's some stuff I really like. I like that opening. Mm-hmm. You've, you've, you're off to something. You're on to something here. It needs to be workshopped. This is not a fully fleshed out song. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you yeah. to share listener feedback. That okay. is not time for listener feedback, but it's so on point with what you're saying. Okay. So at Christian Malone Seven said, "quote It's apparently three different song ideas he couldn't finish put together to create one crazy song." And I feel like that's where you're going with your comment. I I did not know that, but that 100% feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So structurally, I, I've been trying to figure out how I can explain this without getting too deep into the woods of music stuff that's going to bore you and people who don't care about music. Mm-hmm. There's no chorus. The song doesn't have a chorus. Wait, I'm looking for it. It's when you're going to wise up. Nope, 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 that's not a chorus. This song doesn't have a chorus. So the structure of this song is mm-hmm. not pop song structure. Mm-hmm. It's So in music, we would refer to it as like there's an A section and a B section, right? Okay. So the A section is the am I ever going to get around to living? Uh-huh. And it's just that, I think, three times, right? It does that three times. Mm-hmm. And then the B section is the more jammy point part where he's like, uh, when are you going to wise up, boy? And mm-hmm. having the dream about being 17 and, you know, looking for a sign, all that stuff. That would be the B section. Mm-hmm. So there's just two parts to the song. Well, the internet disagrees with you and thinks that the song is three parts and it's three songs. I mean, repeatedly over and over again, I've never seen so much repetitive comments mm-hmm. and DMs that were like, oh, I love how it's three songs in one. Oh, have you noticed how it's three songs? It's cool how it's three songs. And so I thought it was two songs. Mm-hmm. So I just made up with my lines here where I decided, I guess the third one starts. I can kind of hear where it gets a little bit different. I, I can see an argument for three so, parts. So, Okay. So again, not to get too into the woods here, mm-hmm. um, but rhythmically, I mm-hmm. saw someone in the comments said that the mm-hmm. tempo is different. And that's, yeah. It's not technically correct. The tempo stays the same. Mm-hmm. The rhythm to the song does change, though. Mm-hmm. It starts out shuffled, like if I, get, if I ever get around to living, and it's, you can hear it really well in John's uh, guitar playing. Okay. It's a shuffled pattern. And then by the end, it switches to a straight like 16th note pattern. Mm-hmm. And that's when you see... When that where that happens is the song is the part where in the live video in the Letterman video where they brought him out his acoustic guitar. Yeah, that's when he's not shuffling anymore. It's just a straight sixteenth note thing, and I also don't like that. I don't like the change in rhythms. Mm-hmm. It feels disjointed to me. This song has always felt disjointed to me, mm-hmm. and now hearing that that maybe this was kind of Frankenstein together from some different ideas it makes yeah. sense to why it feels unfinished. Frankenstein together. Yeah, Love it feels that. disjointed. It doesn't feel cohesive. Well, what I just came up with while I was listening, while I was active listening to you talk uh-huh. and also thinking about the next thing I was going to say, I feel like this, if I ever get around to living part, mm-hmm. okay, the first three, what would this be called? 
like the A section or either okay. verses essentially. So is like okay. Here's the song. He's talking about if he ever gets to bad living. Mm-hmm. And the next part where maybe it's all a dream sounds a little different because mm-hmm. it's a dream. So mm-hmm. why would it sound the same? And then at the end, it sounds a little different. Can you tell the difference between us? You're like 16th, blah, blah, blah. And I'm all, it sounds <laughs> different. And the last part is because he's finally wising up. And that's why it's three different parts. I am blown away by myself right now. Wow, look at you. Oh, cracked the code on I, I that one. I would say I haven't looked at the chord chart for this song. So if you're a music person and you can correct me otherwise, please mm-hmm. do. I don't think the chords change after the second section. I think musically, there's two chord progressions. I don't there's understand the, I those words, living, but I agree with you. And then... Everything that comes after that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But then I just I was trying to break down why everyone else thought it was three. And there's something a little different in the way he's singing, mm-hmm. I guess, is what I'm looking for. The meter to it is a little bit different. Meter, there you go. That's like, not that could be exist in the same song. The parts of it that feel disjointed is the fact that obviously the structure is a little, a little crazy. And I admit my biases. I am like strongly what it's a typical pop song structure. Yeah. I really like it. I do enjoy some of the more like progressive elements when you can surprise me with something that's great. Mm-hmm. But this didn't surprise me. It was just mm-hmm. like... Confused you. It felt like there should have been another section Well, people it. love it. And the people who love it are saying the same thing. Okay. They're like... It's it's really weird. I mean I love the song I don't have to take any issue mm-hmm. with it but I and I never noticed how it was three different parts or two parts or whatever until someone pointed it out right. or until I spent more time with it and if you're interested from a music, musician standpoint in how to like pretty elegantly switch from a shuffled pattern to a straight sixteenth note pattern this is a great example of it there you go like it yeah. does it great the execution yeah. of it is great of course it is yeah, yeah I just I just don't love the idea and it's funny I don't think we've ever spent this much time talking about the music of a song. And not the lyrics. I mean, it wasn't my question. So yeah. <laughs> my question so, was, what does it mean to you? Yeah, I know. So anyways, the point, the, all my issues with the song are musical, not lyrical. So how, what do the lyrics mean to you? Or do you identify with it? Do you, what do you think John's saying? And so I also don't necessarily or not know. not the lyrics. I don't want to jump to lyrics. Right. I just mean meaning of the song. Yeah, I think it's a lot of, you know, how you talk to people and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm old, but I don't feel old mm-hmm. i still feel like i'm a kid you like know? i didn't feel old till i went to the mall and i saw all there those 90s clothes <laughs> well, like my dad's a senior citizen right he's on social security <laughs> that seemed mean but I mean, it's he, true it's true yeah. yeah and if you talk to him he's like oh i still feel like i'm a kid like i yeah. still feel you know yeah. like and i think we've ex- expected there's going to be this switch that mm-hmm. happens like i'm an adult now yeah but you keep being the same thing you know yeah. and it happens so subtly mm-hmm. that you don't notice and one day you wake up and you're 42 and mm-hmm. you're you know Pushing 40 in the friend Pushing zone. Pushing 40 in the friend zone, yeah. That's the name of our podcast. <laughs> there you go. And I think this song is a lot of, of that, of yeah. like, yeah, when am I get, when, when does life start again? You know, I feel like I'm maybe a little bit behind schedule or whatever. So you feel like it's age related. Yeah. That's interesting because I don't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all the things you say are interesting, but um, I just look at it more like this is how I live my life and I wish I didn't. It's mm. like, I'm saying like a lot, sorry, I'll have fun later or i need to get through this event that's stressing me out or making me nervous Mm -hmm. and then like i'll be living and then there's always another event or something that's making me nervous and i'm like okay well after that Mm -hmm. then i'm gonna be chill like i'm always on the phone with my mom like no i just need to get through this and i'm gonna be good and then i get through it Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh nope there's another thing on the horizon (laughs) because i'm a little bit high strung so i really identify with this not like on the grand scope that maybe John's saying because mm-hmm. he's doing this touring musical thing right. and he's so wrapped up in being hyper self-aware and entertaining people. 
you know, I definitely feel like I'm living, but I can see ways where I'm not living enough because I'm distracted by other things. So I, the song really speaks to me. Well, that's awesome. Do you think he's talking about performing and fame or? I, well, I think there's definitely a feeling for him about being behind schedule with sure. the major life events, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's something that, you know, I didn't really feel. Um, you know, both you and I have kids who are older now, like my, my yeah. oldest is 14. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was crazy old. I was in my 30s yeah. when I got married, mm -hmm. you know, so it was like older than some, mm -hmm. but I'm not old enough to be like, oh, life is passing me by, you yeah. know? So I don't, I didn't really have his experience of like, I, I imagine I'd probably be freaking out if that sort of like home life was something that that's, I wanted. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause then I took a look at that song, mm -hmm. but we'll talk about that yeah. when we do that song. <laughs> if, that, if that home life was something that I was interested in and mm -hmm. I'm 46, 47 mm -hmm. what was he at this point, and like it has eluded me up to this point. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, someday I'm gonna do that thing. Yeah, you know, You're someday I'm gonna of, like. Yeah. Time, so you gotta wise up, boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So lyrics. Um, this is gonna sound weird, but my favorite lyric is, "If I ever get around to living," <laughs> and that's it. I'm not, I mean, I like the whole song. All right. Um, but I just think that it, like I said, just encompassed so many feelings for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's just a funny way to word it. Like if I ever get around to that yeah. is not living, like living's a big deal. You need to be doing that. Right. But I also appreciate the part where he talks about he's 17 and it's all a dream and he doesn't have tattoos because I think we all have an identifier for youth. Mm -hmm. Mine is Oreos and apple juice. Okay. <laughs> Cause that's what I have after school, which in hindsight, it's kind of a gross combination. <laughs> yeah. It sounds terrible. I don't like either of those things. Better than Pepsi or something, but right. you don't like Oreos? No, Oreos are the worst cookie Oh, that's possible. right. I tried no. to give you Oreos after a podcast. Um, yeah. I disagree, especially the gluten-free Oreos, but I, uh, I just can think of like riding a bike Mm -hmm. Those sort of things where I'm like, oh, no, that signifies childhood. Do you uh -huh. have those, like, markers? Well, I was thinking about this. I actually do this kind of exercise for myself a lot because mm -hmm. I feel like it helps me to build gratitude of, like, looking back at my life and what would I do differently, you know? If I was that suddenly... That sounds like a fun game. <laughs> yeah. If I was suddenly 17 again, you know, oh, what things... Oh, we'd just be meeting. Right? What sort of things would I change? And... Uh, Invent podcasting so we'd be more followers. <laughs> Like my hair would be different, you know, I was mm -hmm. like 40 pounds lighter back then, you know, mm -hmm. like lots of, you know, there's lots of physical markers for me mm -hmm. that I, I, that I would look different. Um, but most importantly, I think is the maturity issues, you know, and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I like to think about that a lot. Like what would it be like to go back to high school, but still know the things that I know now and Oof. have the perspective that I know now? I don't know if we could tolerate high school knowing the things we know now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a menace. All the math you teachers would menace. be like, yeah. <laughs> So what's your favorite lyric from the song? Well, so personally, the one I'm relating to the most right now is the very okay. first uh, stanza, first, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Uh, if I ever get around to living, I'm going to put my things away in the drawers and in the closets and there I'll stay. Mm -hmm. Because as I told you before we started recording, <laughs> I'm feeling kind of emotional right now because I started, I was packing right before this right. for a... We'll call it a tour. We'll call it a tour. Okay. Yeah. Mini tour. Mini tour. But I'm going to be gone playing music for a couple of days and I'm just, I'm going to miss my family terribly. It's like really hard on me <laughs> uh, to be away Very from them. Very timely choice. I yeah. mean, do you think he's saying like, I'm going to put like my guitar away? I don't think he's ever a person who would put his guitar away, but that's what he's saying, right? Like I'm going to stay home. I'm not going to be a rock star. I, I don't know that he's putting music away. I think he's putting the road away. The road away. Yeah. yeah. Putting being on tour. I don't love that for home. him. I mean, I do love that for him because I want to be happy, but I want to be able to see him on tour. So. Well, so I watched a video preparing for this where he was being interviewed and he was mm -hmm. like, it was during this time frame mm -hmm. when he was just getting hit on the road for the first time after his year of vocal rest. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to finding out what my tour dates are. I don't even know. He's like, it doesn't matter to me. I don't have anything going on. 
Yeah. You know? That's just... <laughs> How weird. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird way to live life. I can't even imagine. Yeah. When I watched him tour or see, like he was spotted in Vegas in between two tour stops, mm-hmm. um, like some, some other place. And I just think, my God, that seems exhausting. And we all know I get exhausted easy. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. Oh, wait. Would you have anything to add? Yeah. You know Sorry. what else I really love is uh, the line where he says, you've been spending all your time searching for a sign that's never going to look the way you want it. Mm, yeah. That was a popular one on the internet. Yeah. I really identify with that because I am a big believer in self-determination. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to sit around and look for a sign to tell me what to do. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to take action and take my destiny into my own hands. Sure. So I've been there in my life where I was like, I need some sort of sign. And I'm always looking for something. No, that must be it. No, that must be yeah. it. And you're always just chasing something in the yeah. place of like really just settling down and putting the work in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm going to talk about this every episode because it was a big traumatic moment in my life. But when mm-hmm. me and my wife split up. I was always looking for that sign. Oh, I had a dream that we got back together or this. That means, we you know. Yeah. And we didn't get back together until I let go of those things and just focused on the work mm-hmm. of like making myself the best person that I could be. Mm-hmm. And so that's for me. I don't want to look for a sign. I just want to do the work. Yeah. You know, what is it that I need to reach this goal? What is it that I need to, you know, improve myself or a relationship or whatever? This, that's the sign to me is that yeah. I, that I want it, that I need it and that I'm able, able to make it better. Yeah. I'm not looking for signs. I'm just going to do stuff. I, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay. So that brings us to listener feedback. I already shared one. Um, the next one is at Lauren Spencer without the E between the P and the N says, quote, I've always felt like this song is in part about trying to ditch a little bit of hyper self-awareness, learning how to be in the moment more and not freaking out about every little thing, end quote, which I think is so accurate, especially because John has made several comments mm-hmm. um, on current mood and interviews that he does an interview and then beats himself up the whole drive home. What's going to go viral? What's going to go wrong? Yeah. I mean, honestly, probably a little bit of PTSD, if you mm, will, about right. some interviews that have gone wrong for him. For sure. Um, and I can... So I was thinking about that at the same time that I was on Instagram and this story came up and it was like eight signs that you have high functioning anxiety. <laughs> and I read them and it was like straight up eight signs that you're Jill Henderson. Right. Like, yeah. All eight. I was like, this is very unsettling. Oh, like no. I know that I'm a little bit, I think everyone has something happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're all mm-hmm. not, no one's just mentally perfect. So I figure that I borderline have some anxiety stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I read that and I was like, okay, it's not borderline. It's just how functioning. <laughs> if you're going to have anxiety, you might as well be functioning. Right, exactly. And I think that that's just something that he's very open about, like mm-hmm. having anxiety. And I appreciate when people talk about it instead of pretending like it doesn't exist and trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Lauren missing the E. Spencer is definitely onto something there. What do you think? Um, I don't personally get that he's trying to move away from being so self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there is, in the last section, the third part of the song, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're hiding in your mind, working all the time, mm-hmm. trying to make it better than you got it. Yeah. Which, personally, I kind of recoiled. I was like, like, no, but that's what life is about. That's what I do. I'm always trying to hiding make it better. Hiding in your mind? Like I, but the, the part, yeah, but the hiding yeah. in your mind was part of, like, 
just enjoy the ride, right? Yeah. Be present. Well, if you're going to be a rock star and mm -hmm. you're going to get all these amazing, I totally cut you off, sorry, but amazing opportunities mm -hmm. and great experiences, I hate to think that you're hiding in your mind working all the time trying to make it better than you got it. Like, what gets better than that? Except for that you're not living, apparently. It's very yeah. complex. Go ahead, sorry. No, you're you're absolutely right, but that not that the thing? Like, there's always something more. Yeah. It's kind of what you said earlier about, like, you well, get Well, that's always being thing. nervous. Yeah. I'm not trying to get new goals. But it's <laughs> the same thing. There's always something more, and not that I've attained anywhere the level of success in any area of my life that John has, mm -hmm. but what I've experienced in my life is I have this thing, when I get there, then I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. And I get there, and there's the same reason to be miserable. Yeah. It's like, when I get there that's when I'll really be happy. Mm -hmm. And if, you, if I'm always chasing this goal, at the, the goal is like, once I get this thing that I'm going to be happy, I'm never going to actually be happy. Yeah. So what I've tried to do in my life is definitely have goals. I need to have things to work towards, but to enjoy the journey, mm -hmm. to be happy here. I can be happy with what I have while also working towards a goal. Yeah, get around to living, if you will. I'm really trying to live. We were just talking about that at work the other day about how um, money doesn't like bring you happiness. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, but it pays your bills and then you're less stressed out. Like, let's be real. <laughs> like, But you could still also not be happy. It's Absolutely. just helpful. Yeah. Anyways, at the underscore real underscore slim underscore Katie underscore O. I love that name because mm -hmm. I can read it mm -hmm. and I just think it's funny. Says, quote, I love when he performs this live and says it's a letter to himself, mm. end quote, which I have never heard him say. I didn't know. I think it's obvious it's a letter to himself, but I thought that was interesting. So thank you, the real Slim Katie. Yeah. And also, and this is very interesting, when we asked for like favorite lyric, mm -hmm. every single lyric, mm -hmm. short of when you're going to wise up, boy, okay, mm -hmm. was mentioned. Really? Yes. I was like, guys. Man, people no are consensus. all over this song. Yes. And I want to say that sometimes there's overlapping comments that are really good. Uh-huh. And so I'm not going to be like, these three people on Instagram said it. So I right. try to not pick someone we've already mentioned. So if you hear yourself and you're like, I was robbed. That was my comment. It was you're, also someone else's. You're providing equal opportunity. Yeah. You're trying to, to give everyone their the 15 minutes of fame, right? Well, yeah. Like five seconds. We'll shine yeah. a light on you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's done with listener feedback. We now rate the song. We now rate the song. Jill, is this the John Mayer who sings the quiet songs, or is this the John Mayer who turns the ladies on? This is quiet song all the way. There's yeah, no right. turning the ladies on in this. It's, if anything, saying, like, it's just really honest. I had written Feels Like Letter to Self mm -hmm. before, because I fill this out, and then I wait days so mm -hmm. I can look at the feedback all at once. Right. Um, so I was proud of myself for knowing that. Um, but I definitely don't see anything other than Quiet Song on this. Yeah, this song is entirely devo or devoid of romance, mm -hmm. of love, of sex, of girls, any yeah. of that stuff. There's none of it here. Yeah. Okay, that was easy. That was quick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it when John's nice and like... Yeah, it makes it simple for us. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Because <laughs> that's what he's worried about when he writes these songs. Exactly. Um, so, Jill. Yeah. How much did this song make you love John Mayer? I'm having trouble with this segment. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I didn't go past five. I didn't oh. go past five. Calm down. Okay. You're way too mathematical, dude. <laughs> so I gave it a four, and I feel like I'm always giving everything a four or a five. That's fine. That's and totally fine. And I was fine. like, I looked at the song at first, and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I like this song. I did a deeper dive, and mm -hmm. usually I start to fall more in love with the song as we prepare for the podcast. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. I love it the same amount that I do. But, like, you came over to podcast, like, two or three times ago, and we were just, like, sharing life stories. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, you should do this. What if you did this? What if you did that? Like, I can't let someone 
just share without trying to fix it. That, that, see, that's typically, isn't that typically ascribed to a, like yes. a masculine trait? It, I, it is more a manly or like in a relationship. Like, oh, my husband mm-hmm. always tries to fix it for me and just listen. And you said, um, <laughs> should we start the conversation? Do you want to vent? Do yeah. you want feedback? <laughs> Do you want a solution? Yeah. And so this just makes me feel a little bit sad and I want to fix it for John. So that's mm. why it doesn't get a five. I, I think that you would love to fix lots of things for John. <laughs> and you think that you're the answer. You're I the mean, solution. I think our personalities, opposites attract. And mm-hmm. I think our personalities would mesh well together. You think your personalities are opposites? Yeah, me and John? Yeah. He's like a rock star. No, we're probably not. We're both kind of anxious. And you're one of the I guess most, I'm just not famous like, is the difference. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think you're, you're one of the most charismatic, outgoing, like socially skilled people I've ever known. That is a lovely compliment. Oh, Thank you're you. welcome. It's true. I've told that. you this before. This is not the first time I said that about you. I'm gonna write that on our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> we never said it to the followers. So oh, okay. It feels they, special. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now I don't know. Where? Why are we talking? What are we talking about? John Mayer. Oh, We're doing a podcast right now about John Mayer. It's called Mayer Studies. You should check it out on Instagram, I do at forget, Mayer Studies. I do forget the name a lot. Okay, uh, what are you... Did you rate the song? Oh, you did. it's it's. it's oh, not, it's the next... No, yeah. Well, yeah you, you don't use the number scale. It's not my favorite. It, well, no, you established that. Okay, <laughs> so discussion questions. Um, I was wondering... Yes. This is kind of a silly question, but because when you print out the lyrics, which I encourage people there to do. There are no silly questions, only silly gooses. <laughs> only silly people, yeah. No. Um, when you print out the lyrics or look at them, which isn't something I do, I just sing the song, and if I have the words wrong, that's what happens. Yeah. It does, like, open up a lot of things, I guess, because it's more like looking at poetry. Mm-hmm. And the when you're going to wise up boy, and I think you better wise up boy, being said four times to mm-hmm. me felt, in writing, mm-hmm. excessive. And I was wondering if you think repeating things like this are like the not like taylor swift is very careful with numbers when okay. she makes music do you think that there was like a choice like why four so that you're gonna this is the most boring answer in the world i don't want it then i'm just kidding <laughs> structurally almost all music is built around the number four really yeah did you know my favorite number is four is it yeah oh, so okay. there's another sign that <laughs> there's like a, there's like a, a long running like drummer joke that you can be a drummer as long as you can count to four Oh, nice. And I could be a drummer. Yeah, there you I go. I could definitely. I don't do math, but I can count to four. So when I see things in groups and groupings of four like that, he's just doing it once every time through the cycle. So there's no special meaning. There's nothing to read into it. I don't think so. Okay. And then I was going to ask if you had ever noticed it was three different songs, but I think we really covered that. Yeah. It, 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 there, there's a, a clear delineation for me, and again, it's rhythmically, mm-hmm. where the, if I ever get around to living part, is done, mm-hmm. and now we're doing something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Did you have discussion questions? Yeah. So, um, if you will, turn will. in your turn in your hymnals to uh, the, the <laughs> second verse or a second stanza. If we're talking poetry, okay. whatever. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take the love I've, I'm given and set it free. Interesting. Because, Big gasp on that one. Yeah, that was. I don't know if I could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I struck a nerve. You did because that bothered me when I read it. Because mm-hmm. it seems opposite of what the song's about. Mm-hmm. But does he mean the love from his fans and he's going to set it free because he's not touring anymore? That's interesting. That's what I, I, like that's that what I landed on, on to make it make sense. Yeah. I don't know why I felt like it had to make sense. I guess I was trying to fix it. I feel like that's really good analysis there. I, like I feel that. like I've done a better job of being clever this time than usual. So I'm going to nap before all the podcasts. That's the that's I got the better magic. as I went along. You're always very clever. I don't... What were you thinking? What were you going to say? I didn't, which is why I was asking but you. But did it bother you that it didn't make sense? Yeah. So for me, I'm thinking like, I always, you always hear like, if you love it, set it free. Mm-hmm. And if it comes back, it was meant to be. Right. Right. 
Um, but it's like, I'm going to take this love and love I've given and set it free. Like, no, isn't the point that you want the love? Isn't that what mm-hmm. you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like you're just trying to give it away now all of a sudden. And if you're going to get around to living, I, I would, I'm also taking this as a little home life vibe. Right. Like, okay, then I'm going to be at home. I'm going to have my family. I put my things away. I'm going to stay here. I don't think he means I'm going to stay here alone now. Right, right, right. I'm going to like, quote unquote, live in the traditional sense of have a family and a dog. He has a dog. So right. I just... I don't know. So it bothered me, but then this that made me make it make sense. It's like, okay, this isn't about romantic love, or this is about I appreciate that you guys love me, but I can't give as much of myself to you as an artist anymore because I have to get around to living my own life. Yeah. And he wrote the song a long time ago. Yeah. And I don't know Over that he ago. has made good on his letter to himself here. But I guess it depends on his current definition of living. Exactly. Yeah. Similarly, mm-hmm. in the third verse or third Let me turn my page. Paragraph, yeah. Um, I'm lost on that entire thing. What does it mean to take the end of every day and tie it up to every morning and sail away? Is he making a sail out of it? Is that what he's doing? <laughs> he's taking like the the day and the not morning or the day and the morning, the end of the day and the morning, tying them together mm-hmm. like a sort of sail as a way to like move on, move on, go away. Or what is what's happening there? So what I think is happening there mm-hmm. is again we're going back to living, yeah. quote unquote, traditionally, right. That normally, like, his nights would be out and, like, partying. I throw that term around loosely. Right. Going to fancy events, going to concerts, being on tour. But he's like, nope, I'm going to take the end of the day and I'm just going to tie it up with, at the night at home and just go to sleep. And I don't know where it's sailing away to, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sailing away to sleep. Maybe he loves sleep as much as I do. If he does, then... Then it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> really, because I've... I no would, one loves to sleep as much as I do. Even if he doesn't love sleep, I don't think you're going to say it's not a match made in heaven. Accurate. I don't think his love of sleep is going to be the deal breaker Should at this I point. Should I start a second podcast just about our compatibility? <laughs> Do you think people would listen? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone's rooting for me because they all also want to date him. I do not want to date him, and I <laughs> am, in fact, rooting for you. Thank you. Yeah. That's because we're friends. But, so, yeah, I don't I, I don't get it a lot, mm-hmm. but that's the best I could come up with is some sort of comparison to my night and my day. They're going to go together cohesively at home. I'm tying them up. I'm not out and about. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a stretch, but that's the best I could come up with for that one. Awesome. Well, that's all I got. I was trying to figure that stuff out. I, I could not crack that code. So are you going to tell us, because it's your turn now, what you're To pick next is? week? Yeah. So I... Or are you debating between two? I have selected my next two songs. I don't even know if that's allowed. It is, and I did it. <laughs> Who's going to tell me no? Um, me. <laughs> but I was really certain on the order, mm. and then something today was just like, I heard one of the songs today, mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh man, I kind of want to do that. So there's, I know what the next two songs are going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite ready to say just yet which of the two I'm going to do. You'll tell me off air, though. I'll tell you off air. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do Either next, one because I feel like I'm going to do Home Life. Either one older song. Either one is older. Yes. That, that brings up a good question. So I thought a deep cut mm-hmm. was like a song on the album that wasn't a single, mm-hmm. like a sleeper hit, mm-hmm. like I referred to a song last time. And then someone in the comments was like, your last song wasn't a deep cut because it wasn't that many years ago. Deep cuts don't oh, have to be old, right? No, yeah. When, at it's least... just like if you're a deep fan, you know about it. Right, okay. yeah. That's exactly how I would receive that. If you yeah. say deep cut, it's like a song that wasn't on the radio, mm-hmm. that wasn't a single, that wasn't promoted, and you have to like know the album to know it. Okay, and then I'm, I thought maybe this is another musical term I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear what your pick is if you guys want to know since Lucas is... It's going to be a great 
indecisive and was holding <laughs> information, then you could go to her Instagram at Mare Studies. I'm leaning towards home life just because I want to explore this in a way that makes more sense to me. Nice. Um, but I'm on the fence still. So if you, as you, as someone pointed out, I said last time I was susceptible to peer pressure. Right? So you can help guide me in that. Well, and neither one of my songs are from heavier things. So that's good. Yeah. It is good to spread. I, I do think we need to work on kind of, that'd be a good way to approach it is trying to spread it around for yeah. the albums. I also wanted to say we need to decide because someone asked me on Instagram, two mm -hmm. people asked me on Instagram this week, when I'm going to tell my I Met John Mayer story. Oh, okay. And I don't know. I want it to be like in a celebration of like our six month anniversary yeah. of the podcast, not our friendship. Right. And, or hitting a thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah, I like I it. don't know yet. So if someone has a suggestion what the marker should be. I, I, I like the thousand followers on Instagram. Oh, we'll be waiting a while. We're at what, two, three hundred? So you guys got to tell your friends to come follow <laughs> Mayer Studies if you want to hear the story. It's a really good story. I totally don't remember. It has photos. I remember very little of it. Do you really? Yeah. So it has multiple It will be photos. like I'm hearing it again It's not just the photo that I took with John. I have a picture of my friend with John. Nice. <laughs> Pictures of him on stage. I'm so excited to tell it. Yeah. So please do Jill a favor. She's dying yeah. to tell this. Tell Bonus your friends. episode. It'll be two episodes in one week. There you go. Tell your friends all about this podcast. Get them to listen to it. Have them follow us over on Instagram so we can get to whatever milestone we pick faster. <laughs> I'm going to say like And Jill can tell the story. <laughs> and also, if you could please uh, rate and review us if you're listening on Apple, I would appreciate it. And I think that's everything for this week, right? That's all I got. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate you as always. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.